This is Women of Grace Live, discussing issues important to your life and faith. Spiritual insight, practical wisdom. Join us as we transform the world one woman at a time. Women of Grace, for such a time as this. Now, here's your host, Johnette Williams. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams. Very happy to be with you today. Love spending this time with you Monday through Friday as we discuss issues of importance to your life and to your faith. And we're always eager to hear from you today. So I'm asking you to give me a call here, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. That is the way that you can join us toll free here in North America. Eager to hear from you uh, out there on social media as well. Get out there to EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Use the Skype feature there. Put in your uh, question, excuse me, the chat feature there. Put in your question, comment, insight, inspiration, or word of encouragement. Michael McCall will retrieve it and get it up on the board for us today. We have Rich Jesse producing and Matthew Gubensky on the phones. Again, that toll-free number, 833-288-EWTN. And available for you outside of North America as well. Use this number to call in today, country code 1-205-271-2985. That's country code 1-205-271-2985. Punch those numbers in and I'll tell you what, we'll get that call. We'll put you to the front of the line too so that we can get to you right away. We do that when you call from outside of North America. Again, that number in North America, very simple, 833-288-EWTN, social media, EWTN Radio's YouTube channel, and Facebook page. Well, golly gee, there's a lot that's going on in the world today, isn't there? And uh, as we come together in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, isn't it good to remember that our Lord is in control of everything, right? That nothing happens outside of his permissive will, that he uses all things uh, for the good, for those who are called according to his purposes. And no matter what is happening in our personal life, no matter what is happening in our uh, corporate life together as the people of God at this moment in time, the fact of the matter is our God will use every bit of it and all of it uh, for the good for us and for everyone. So we have a lot of hope. I always encourage us to that virtue of hope because hope is absolutely essential at any moment in the history of man. Hope has pulled them through some of the dire circumstances they they have experienced. You know, I was thinking about this today. I was praying my rosary uh, this morning. And I was incorporating into that rosary, you know, all of you who ask for prayer from us and all of you who, uh, you know, uh, are requesting a special intention be answered, no matter what it might be. Uh, I pray for uh, the souls of loved ones who let us know, as well as praying for all of those that are suffering greatly at this moment in time. And I was thinking about the great gift that is ours. And when we truly understand that God has given us life at this moment in time uh, to participate in all of the mysteries of Christ's life, to bring those mysteries to bear upon our day and time. It is really quite overwhelming. And I was thinking in a particular way uh, about marriages, because yesterday Jack and I uh, did uh, our, our monthly program, Monthly Marriage Monday, and we were talking about marriages. And I was recalling into my prayer some of the people that called in yesterday regarding marriage. And 
I was thinking how it is that sometimes in marriage, uh, the cross is presented to us. You know, we have that beautiful passage in Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. uh, And there, St. Paul tells us, uh, For I make up in my own flesh what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ for the sake of his body, the church. And uh, we hear that passage. We don't quite always understand it. I talk about it very frequently here on the air, uh, that what is being stated to us in that passage is not that the sufferings of Christ were in some way lacking in efficacy, that in some way they did not satisfy what was required for the redemption of man. That isn't it. Uh, What it is, is that this sacrifice of our Lord's is a perpetual sacrifice. Uh, We experience that every time the Holy Mass is celebrated, and it's celebrated every day. And if you think about the reality of time zones, you realize that at every moment, uh, the host is being lifted. Uh, the cup is being lifted, that the host is becoming the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, presenting it to the Father at this moment in time. Um, And the same with the cup, that that wine is no longer wine, but it's the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ being offered uh, by the people through the priest who is in persona Christi to the Father. And when we you understand these kinds of realities. And what I mean is that we don't plunge the depth of the mystery, but we acknowledge them uh, in an in, in intellectual ascent to faith, to believing in them. And then, you know, uh, also infused with, with the, the illumination of the Holy Spirit that comes to us by way of, of, a, of a supernatural type of knowledge, uh, you know, our, 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 uh, our uh, incapacity to intellectually figure it out um, is aided and abetted by, you know, this this gift of God that helps us to perceive these mysteries more deeply. And I was thinking about that in reference, uh, you know, as I was saying, through some of the prayer. I mean, this is what was going on. It wasn't something I was necessarily cogitating in my head. Um, it was something that was, I think, um, helping me to plunge that mystery a little bit more deeply in reference to marriage. And, uh, you know, the thing of it is that, that God wants to use all things, right? So everything, every suffering, every contradiction, every reversal, uh, you know, all of these things, everything that we would equate to the negative side of a balance sheet, uh, by way of our own uh, temporal vision, when looked at through the lens of faith, and when offered to God, accrue to the the positive side of the of the balance sheet, uh, it contains eternal value, a value that we cannot estimate in terms of uh, our finite capacities. And and so sometimes, you know, when marriages are struggling, and this is really just a little word on the heels of uh, our program yesterday, and, and also really on the heels of the marriage retreat that Jack and I uh, presented there at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Boca Raton on Saturday, um, when we allow ourselves, when these seasons of marriage come, when these ups and downs come, uh, when we, uh, you know, are, are really rubbing against each other uh, in a way that that uh, uh, is painful, uh, emotionally painful. When when those moments come in marriage, when we seem to just not be connecting, and that happens, it happens in marriage. When that happens, if we could 
just revision that. And this, of course, applies to every reversal and struggle in life. But here I'm focusing on marriage. If we could, if we could but yet reframe this and view this is as 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 a, a beautiful entrustment. I think of Jesus embracing the cross. If we can embrace that cross and not just endure it, but allow ourselves to enter into it, to lean into it with everything in us, to treat those moments with the care that a mother would treat a newborn infant. If we would do that, something fresh will be born in our marriage. And we will see that the grace is always there to make it through that time illustriously until we hit that beautiful plateau where we experience the abundance of grace that is ours through our matrimonial sacrament. Coming right back, 833-288-EWTN. Join in on the conversation. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. Well, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams. Happy to be with you today. Enjoying the opportunity to talk with you about things of faith. So we invite you to give us a call here. We've got a toll-free number for you in North America. It's 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. That is the way that you can join us right here on Women of Grace Live, where we love having that holy conversation with you. Also available for you out there at EWTN's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Use the chat feature there, and we'll retrieve your question or comment and we will get it up on the board. Uh, simply put uh, your information there in that chat feature. Michael McCall will retrieve it. He'll put it up on the board and we'll address it. In addition to all of that, I want to invite you again uh, to give us that call, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833 Six. We're going to head right to the phone lines today because we've got Rita with us. She's calling us from Massachusetts. Station of the Cross is the way she's joining us. Good morning, Rita. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I am okay. Thank God. I just really went to the Mass and to the Rosary and to the Chapel, and I came back home. And I listened to you, and I want to ask you to pray for myself because my husband died four months ago after 48 years of marriage. I am missing him very much. And it's really hard time for me to, to accept God will. I yes, know. honey. Yes. Oh, darling. You know, there is such a pain that is involved with, with losing a spouse because we become one flesh with this person. And you lived together for so many years as husband and wife. And it takes time. It takes time uh, for that wound of grief to subside. It will subside, but I have to tell you, it never leaves completely because love never dies. Uh, and this is something that I learned. Uh, you know, it's a very unique thing, my situation. Uh, I lost my husband to Anthony in 2007 and was an, a widow for 11 years and then married Jack uh, in, in 2018. Uh, Jack was previously married, too, and had lost his wife, Susie. Uh, both of us lost spouses to cancers, though different kinds of cancers. And, you know, it's very interesting uh, what Jack and I both 
came to discover. And that is that you never stop loving the person that you have lost. You never stop loving them, but you can love in a different way at a future point in time. But that love that you had for that person who was yours for so long, this person who you were matrimony to, that love remained. And there are moments in the day or moments in the week, and especially on uh, particular days of the year, such as anniversary dates and birthdays and uh, Christmas and these holidays, when we truly remember our loved one. And in those moments when, when they come upon me, you know, I, I strive to recollect with joy all of the days that I had with Anthony, all of the days that, that I experienced that grace of matrimony with him. And I thank God. And I've learned something else, Rita, and this will come, I think, you know, after these uh, initial months come to a close, after you get through this difficult first year, um, when those anniversaries and those special days of the year and the holy days that are ours through our faith uh, press upon us and that grief becomes very, very vibrant again, you will learn that the beauty and the wonder of the years that you had together become like a sweet balm to that that uh, place in the heart that still suffers that loss. And I have learned that the truths of the faith take on a new depth of meaning, uh, especially that beautiful doctrine that is ours by way of the communion of the saints. You know, I, I don't see my husband in my mind as being dead. Certainly, I know that he's not physically present anymore, that his body, his temporal uh, life has ended, but his eternal life has continued. Given to him in baptism, it remains forever. And in this beautiful doctrine of the communion of the saints, as St. John the 23rd says, our loved ones are not separated from us, but only invisible to us. And it's possible for us in our times of prayer uh, or in those moments when we remember with deep sorrow the passing of our loved one, it's possible for us to spiritually uh, be with them you know, to talk with them and to tell them, you know, I loved you and I'll always love you. And I treasure those days and weeks and months and years that we spent together. And I ask you to intercede and to pray for me because now you see what I cannot yet see. You see the fullness of truth. I perceive it, but dimly, you have beheld the face of God. And right now, you might be in that beatific vision. If you're not, I pray for the repose of your soul. But you know the marvel of grace that we will all know at some point in time. And I just ask for you to remember me to the Lord. Um, and there is a sweet pain that comes with that. Almost, can I call it a, a, a holy pleasure uh, that is rooted in, in that, that life that we had together in time, uh, and surely a life that we will know on some level together in heaven, because there is no marriage in heaven. But we will know it. We, we will know the completion of what our love was only a foretaste. We will know the completion that finds itself in union with our Lord Jesus Christ. 
And so, sweetheart, you do grieve. Those tears are healing. You do cry. You remember. But don't remember with remorse and regret that he is no longer with you, but rather with hope that he is with you still in a more purified and holier way than could have been in this life and that a relationship between you still exists but now it's a relationship that is finding a sweet fulfillment in the presence of God Uh, let's just pray together for a moment Rita and father we do come before you in this moment and we know that the words we have spoken now are not just words but they are a humble Uh, articulation of truths that are beyond our understanding but yet can be perceived by us and so I lift up to you your daughter Rita who so misses her husband this faithful companion and other half of her soul whom she journeyed with for so many years Lord I would ask now that she would experience the beginning of a new relationship with him that is founded in you that can carry with it tremendous grace, though differently experienced now in time, but one day that will also find its fulfillment in your son, our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that in those moments of deep grief, which I know Our Lady experienced at the loss of St. Joseph and, oh my gosh, in a more crushing way, through the loss of her son, our Lord Jesus Christ. I know that you, Mother, that know the depths of such grief, but also the joys of a deeper relationship with both your husband on earth, St. Joseph, and with your son. I pray that you would come, and with your maternal love, that you would soothe your daughter's soul, that you would gain from your spouse, the Holy Spirit, precisely that that refreshment that she needs in that moment that will buoy her up in hope and faith and trust that God will work this to the good for her. I pray that this grief is healthy, a healthy grief that leads her to a new acknowledgement of life in Christ. I pray that every spiritual blessing that she needs to make it along these early months would be there with every step that she takes forward emotionally and in the practical dimensions of life that she takes uh, spiritually would be met by all of those blessings that the Father intends for her to receive. And so it is, Mother, that we, we ask for your beatitude, even as we pray to you, Father, in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the merits of his cross, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and tucked deeply into the maternal beatitude of our Blessed Lady, and her great gift of intercession before your throne. Amen. Amen. Gloria a Dios. Um, his name was Miguel Angel. My name is Rita. Okay, Rita. And, and, and his name was, first, first part of his name there? Miguel Angel. Oh, Miguel Angel. Oh, my goodness. Michael the Archangel. <laughs> yes. He has probably met Rita. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> he has well, met his patron. Yeah. He was a musician, and a deacon told me that God needs somebody to play the guitar in heaven, and that's what he took him over there. Oh, how beautiful is that? It brings tears to my eyes just to consider 
that great glory that he now knows and that you will someday know too. Well, Rita, yeah, but... I, I will continue to pray for you and I will continue to tuck you into my I will, prayer. I will appreciate that very much. God bless you and I love you. Oh, thank you, Rita. I love you right back, honey. Have a great day. I'm blessed. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye now. Bye. Yes, and you know what it's like, friends, you know, when you lose someone you loved. And maybe you have some words of consolation for Rita as well. And we would welcome them here at 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Pick up the phone. Uh, You know, if you've been a widow for a while, you know how these things ebb and flow. But you know those excruciating first months and how hard they can be. Uh, And so, you know, you're... Your prayer for Rita, I know, will go a great distance in helping her through these early months. And also all of those who might be standing with Rita in the early months but are not calling in. If you have some words of encouragement that you would like to share, uh, just give us a call, 833-288-EWTN. Also available for you, of course, is EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. We certainly do invite you to use that opportunity, too. Uh, We've got Michael McCall out there in social media land, uh, Matthew Gubensky on the phones, and Rich Jesse producing. We've got our buddy Doug calling us now. Doug is in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota, listening to us via Real Presence Radio. Doug always has something interesting to share with us. Hey, Doug, how are you? Hello, my sacred sister. How you, are uh, you, my you, sacred you, brother? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of neat how you you uh, call your your woman a grace gathering sacred sisters, but at the same time, uh, uh, you're you're uh, my sacred sister and. And I tell you, I've had a lot of practice. I got seven sisters, so <laughs> that, that that old that old dis- discerning between you know romantic love and and uh, brother sister love. I've I've had a little practice at that. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> but uh, but uh, main main thought I was having today, and it kind of ties in with you're talking about you know crosses coming our way and how to how to handle it. I uh, had this. Um, I, I love that part of the mass when uh, we bow our heads during the creed, as it says, and through the power of the Holy Spirit became incarnate of the Virgin Mary. <clears throat> and, and I just love the the reason why we bow there. Divinity has has become human, and and I had this um, this kind of thought how. The the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Immaculate Conception, and uh, the Incarnation are so much a part of each other. They're you, they're inseparable, and and uh, the idea that that Immaculate Conception is the means through which we receive that divinity, that that power to overcome our trials in this life. I, I came up with a really cool, uh, I, I think it's cool, um, way to keep that understanding. I, I also learned from you, Zakar, that that idea of the Eucharist, do this in remembrance of me, is, is an actual, not just a memory, it's an actual 
reenactment, bringing into the present moment that same grace. So this is the idea that I got of the connection between Immaculate Conception and divinity becoming human. It could be kind of compared to uh, we're talking about crosses and, and how can we make make them softer. I think of a parachute making our landing softer. We and and I think of how did that parachute open? It was through a ripcord. So when I feel a cross coming or experiencing a cross, I can grab for my scapular and think of it sort of as a ripcord delivering the grace of the parachute of Christ softening our landing whenever we're suffering trials. It's, uh, I, uh, I, I know I, I got a little miraculous medal on my, my, uh, scapular as well. And that reminds us we are not God himself, but the greatest thing that can happen to us is to love God as our lady did make the, the miraculous metal prayer. Mary conceived without sin. Make or pray for us who have recourse to thee. That is our ultimate to become. She is the greatest human love for God that has ever been. And our miraculous metal asks her to share that with us. So that that's kind of the whole thing that came to me as a quick, you know, I, I like to be fast on the draw because the <laughs> misery loves company and the, the, the demons, they want to mess up with, mess with me and make my day miserable. But I got a ripcord. I just grabbed for my, <laughs> well, my one of the scapular. Things, well, we're, go, we're going to a break here, Doug, but I, I want to say one of the things that I always appreciate about you is how you can take these very difficult uh, concepts and find a comparison to them that gives us a visual that helps us to understand. And that scapular is a ripcord in so very many ways. It can rip us free of temptation too. Uh, so in those moments when we are being uh, oppressed by the evil one, uh, we can hold on to that scapular and that blessing that's on the scapular can be efficacious when we acknowledge the power that is God's. We're going to be right back, everybody. 833-288-EWTN. Give us a call here. Waiting to hear from you. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. Well, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Women of Grace Live. I'm Johnette Williams. Very happy to hear from you today. Looking forward to hearing from you today. We are ready for you. So please do give us a call. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833 
288-3986. It is the way that you can join us here. We're also available for you out there in social media land. Just simply use EWTN Radio's YouTube uh, and or Facebook page, chat feature on both. Put your question or comment in there and we'll be sure to retrieve it and answer it. We've got Michael McCall doing the retrieving out there. We've got Matthew Gabensky on the phones and Rich Jesse manning that board in the control room, making it all happen today. Do want to remind you about a brand new radio program uh, that is available for you on EWTN Radio. It is on at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. It's with Deacon Harold Burksivers. Uh, as you well know, he is known as the Dynamic Deacon for so very many reasons because he sets you on fire for the Catholic faith. Uh, brilliant man, fascinating to listen to. Uh, really, I think, has an explosive kind of way of communicating the faith. It's just amazing. And so, very rightly named, his program is called Beacon of Truth. And again, that is weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio, inviting you to uh, get out there and to listen to what is going on. We're always eager to hear from you, too. Do give us a call, 833-288-3986. I want to tell you about a few things coming up at Women of Grace. You know, uh, it, it's just a very wonderful opportunity that God has entrusted to us to work with women in so many marvelous ways. And one of the ways in which we are working with women is via our Benedicta Institute for Women. Now, this is a a, a beautiful opportunity uh, to help women be further educated and to develop uh, that great charism of their feminine genius uh, and to train them uh, to go out into the world today by way of it and to bring Jesus Christ to the world and the world to Jesus Christ. Uh, the Benedicta Institute for Women uh, is is a, 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 an institute that wants to train up Catholic women in leadership. You can get a certification in Catholic women's leadership through the Benedicta Institute, or you can simply come for spiritual enrichment, and it is done by way of classes and courses. Our first immersive class is going to be held in April. Where are we going to be? We are going to be at Our Lady of Florida Spiritual Center, located right there in Florida, in North Palm Beach. The setting is absolutely beautiful. It overlooks uh, the Atlantic sailboats uh, floating by, going by uh, through the course of the day. Wonderful opportunities for meditation and for prayer. Uh, We will have an immersive course that's going to be conducted by Dr. Donald Wallenfang. The title of that course is Who is Woman? The Journey from Eve to Mary. Uh, It is worth three equivalency credits for your certification if you want to apply it that way, or you can simply come, as I say, for spiritual enrichment. It is week long. It is going to begin uh, on uh, April uh, the uh, 22nd. Uh, That is a Monday at 3 p.m. So if you're going to fly in, you'd have to come in on the Sunday uh, or early in the morning. But the way airlines work today, I I would always come in a day early. Uh, All of that being said, it will close out on Sunday, April the 28th at 11 a.m. with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Uh, Dr. Donald Wallenfang will be presenting 
presenting uh, on this uh, amazing, amazing topic. It will explore the mystery of woman through Catholic teaching and insights from leading Catholic scholars on femininity. He will draw from the works of Gertrude von Lefort, Alice von Hildebrand, Prudence Allen, and above all, St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross. Uh, we'll discover the essence of the feminine genius in contrast to the cultural confusion that really is trying to obscure the nature of woman today. So it's going to be a beautiful time. The course, again, Who is Woman? The Journey from Eve to Mary. You can read all about the Benedicta Institute for Women out there at our website, womenofgrace.com. You can also register right there online. We're available for you to receive your phone calls if you should have any questions about it. Uh, We already have a nice group of students that are pre-registered and and are ready to come. They've registered, actually. Uh, So I'm inviting you to join us. It's going to be an amazing discovery. Uh, Bishop William Walterscheid, who is the auxiliary bishop and auxiliary bishop in the Diocese of Pittsburgh, will be joining us as well. He will be giving us many teachings uh, during our dinner hour. I can tell you, it's going to be just amazing. I can't wait. Uh, As I've been saying, I'm going to be a student. I want to get my certification in Catholic women's leadership. Uh, So I'm going to be a student in the class, participating along with all of you, drinking in everything that Dr. Donald Wallenfang has to share with us and also what the good bishop, Bishop Walterscheid, has to share with us as well. Uh, And we're going to have tremendous conversations among ourselves, ladies. So I'm encouraging you to come. It's going to be just a beautiful opportunity. Get out there to our website. Read all about it. We're hoping that you can join us. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Looking forward to hearing from you today. Send us your questions or comments, and let's get Matthew Gabensky busy. All of the phone lines are available for you right now. So do give us a call. You know, this this whole concept of, of the woman today is is under tremendous attack. We talk about that a lot, uh, which I think is one of the reasons why God has raised Women of Grace up and is raising up the Benedict Institute for Women. Uh, it's very important for us to understand who we are in the plan and mission of God. We play an important role. Uh, we had Doug uh, talking with us a little bit earlier on about the Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, talking with us about her Immaculate Conception, talking with us about uh, the moment of, of her Annunciation that we really celebrate when we profess the Apostles' Creed as well as the Nicene Creed. Uh, you know, uh, this really speaks to the heart and the soul of every woman, encouraging us to be Mary-like. Uh, God wants to use us in a very unique way to bring Jesus Christ to the world and the world to Jesus Christ. He wants to do it in the uniqueness that is ours by way, of course, of the feminine dimension that so much of the essence of who we are speaks to. But he wants to do it also by our state in life, by our vocation. Uh, this program is for all all women, uh, professional women, uh, women who uh, are professionals inside of the home, uh, for for re- women religious, um, he, he wants for us to dig deeply into the the philosophical and spiritual reality of who we are. Uh, th- this this day and time that that has in in so many ways excoriated the reality of true femininity is excoriated, the special charism that is ours, uh, can only be refreshed by way of that charism born anew in and through the hearts of every one of us who is a woman. That is not to say that the man doesn't play an important role. I mean, he's called to be the new Adam. Uh, We as women called to be the new Eve. Uh, And of course, when we look at our Blessed Mother, who is it that we see shining through her but her son? Uh, But we do it by way of our femininity. Uh, So, you know, I really want to encourage you to join us. I want to encourage you to step with, with great vigor 
into the role that is yours. Uh, we seek to help women come to a fuller understanding of who they are through our Women of Grace Foundational Studies, and this builds upon it. Uh, but but this is the enterprise that we're about. It's a holy enterprise. As I say, we want to raise up Catholic women leaders, and we're going to find out, you know, what are those marks of, of a Catholic woman leader? How is it that she leads? How does that differ from the way in, in, in which a man leads and guides and directs? Uh, why does it complement the way in which he leads and guides and directs? Uh, how is it that the two of them uh, working together can present the true face of God in our day and time? I think that one of the things that we've discovered uh, in, in this moment in the history of man uh, through the um, almost attempt to emulsify woman, right? To, to just annihilate her. I think that one of the things that we're recognizing and realizing is that, you know, the whole culture is out of balance. Everything has become very utilitarian, very utilitarian. Uh, St. Paul VI spoke to this in, in the closing message to women uh, from the Second Vatican Council. He wrote, technology runs the risk of becoming inhuman. And he says, you know, women of the entire universe, you to whom life has been entrusted at this grave moment in history. It is for you to save the peace of the world. He encourages us to reconcile men with life, right? Uh, and it's interesting, isn't it, those words, technology runs the risk of becoming inhuman. I think both in its application, uh, but also in its construction, you know, uh, we see that that we're moving closer and closer. We're already there. It's being developed more fully, this whole idea of AI, artificial intelligence, as if we can replace the capacity of man with an object, with something that lacks a soul. You know, when something lacks a soul, it's no longer... Um, living for one thing soul animates every living thing but when we talk about the soul of man this is quite a different uh, reality our soul is infused with the attributes of god we're made in his image and likeness we have the capacity to think we're rational creatures we have the capacity to understand who we are animal kingdom doesn't understand who it is a dog doesn't walk around saying, hey, I'm a dog. As a matter of fact, you know, my name is, is Scruffy. No, we know who we are, right? We have that capacity of self-identification, self-knowledge, awareness, consciousness uh, is, is the word that we use for it, right? And we also have something else that animals do not have and machines neither, and that is free will. So in those three ways we image God, um, our soul is quite different. We're a composite of body and soul. That's the essence of us. And while we can have artificial intelligence, it's never going to have a soul. It's never going to be able to apply that gift of empathy and understanding. It's never going to be able to receive the graces <clears throat> that we receive that make us more and more godlike. A machine is never going to be godlike. And in a new way, I think, you know, the you know, situation that we're facing today is showing us how prophetic those words were of Pope Paul VI. 
that our technology runs the risk of becoming inhuman. And the more that happens and the more we lean into that, the less human we become. Uh, the more we allow ourselves to be captivated, um, the more we allow ourselves to uh, lack empathy, the more we refashion the notion of who man is and isn't that becoming less human. So all of that being said, it's an important thing. <laughs> it's an important thing. So get out there to our website, read all about it. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986 is the way that you can be with us today. Ruth is taking advantage of social media. She is with us uh, via either, I don't know which it is, YouTube or Facebook. She's in Easton, PA. She says, uh, she called to say, I finished the Louis de Montfort consecration and I'm consoled to know I won't go by myself to the Lord, and that'll always be a handmaid of the handmaid of the Lord. <laughs> That's quite beautiful, Ruth. I never thought about it that way, but isn't that lovely? And our blessed mother's going to take all of her handmaids to heaven. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> the, 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 the heavenly chambers are filled with them already, and pray, pray it be so, Lord, that, that we, uh, we help to complete that beautiful, beautiful reality of holy souls in heaven by our own coming before the throne of God as a handmaid, or may I say a servant man of our blessed lady, right? What a lovely, lovely thing. Consecration is a beautiful thing. Well, Rich, I think you've got uh, somebody lined up for us there, so let's get to it. This is Pete in Brawley, California. I want to know uh, when... And how do we pray to God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit? I'm somewhat, not necessarily confused, but I don't know who to pray to at times. So can you define that? Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, you, thank you so very much for your, your beautiful prayer. Uh, or excuse me, your beautiful uh, desire to pray. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the reality of the Trinity. I mean, this is nothing that we can comprehend with our minds. It's something that we give assent to uh, in with faith. And, you know, I think that as we move forward in the spiritual life, uh, God helps for us um, in, in the darkness that is there to have a perception uh, of of who the Holy Spirit is, and by that I mean darkness, uh, the inability of our minds to grasp uh, through an, an intellectual re reasoning process. So what we know by way of our faith is that there is but one God, and that one God is a trinity of persons. There are three persons in one God. They all share the divine and holy nature of God. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Um, we can have a relationship with each of these persons, but nonetheless, when we pray to any one of them, we are praying to the entirety of the Trinity. So we can pray to our Lord Jesus Christ. We can pray to God the Father. We can pray to the Holy Spirit. But when we pray to one, we're praying to all. Uh, each one of them uh, uh, has a, a very special way of interacting with us as human persons. Uh, but by the same token, uh, we have the capacity to uh, enter into the wholeness of them as the Trinity. And, you know, you're, you say you're confused on, on who to pray to. And, and I think, you know, we, we always, you know, Jesus taught us how to pray when he gave us the Our Father. And he says, pray like this, Our Father who art in heaven. So he tells us to pray to the Father. 
but we can pray in his name. And he tells us that as well, right? Uh, He tells us that anything that you ask the Father in my name, it will be granted to you. And of course, when we're praying in the name of Jesus, it means that we're praying with, with the same disposition of heart and character of our Lord, which was one always of docility to the will of God. Disposition of the heart is one of docility. The character of Jesus is one yielding to what it is that the Father wants. So he's always in union with the will of the Father. And he's asking us to pray in his name, meaning pray as I pray, uh, but pray to the Father. So our Father, when we pray that prayer, we recognize and realize that we're asking God to to help us in all ways, to provide for our daily bread, to help us to forgive others, uh, to help us to enter into uh, eternal life. Do not lead us into temptation, right? Uh, but deliver us from all evil. And it's the deliverance from evil, uh, our own evil inclinations and uh, the evils that can be inflicted upon us by the sins of others against us. It, it, it's in that that we begin and it, to experience a certain heaven on earth uh, that comes to us by way of grace. So uh, we, we pray to the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, a beautiful, uh, remarkable person, sometimes called the forgotten person of the Blessed Trinity, because we forget to pray to the Holy Spirit. But what is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? He is the personification of the love between the Father and the Son. Um, again, a mystery too deep for us to understand. But uh, theologians tell us that the love of the Father for the Son and the love of the Son for the Father spirates, the the theological word, spirates the Holy Spirit. But what is the root of the word spirate? It's spirare, and that is the Latin. And what does that mean? It means to breathe. So the Holy Spirit is the breath. He's the breath of life. He's the breath that keeps us moving in time. But more importantly, he's the breath of grace. He's the breath of the essence of God within us. And and that essence is realized and experienced through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So when I need a particular gift of the Holy Spirit, I ask the Holy Spirit, you know, Holy Spirit, bring me at the gift of wisdom now, bring me the gift of knowledge, you know, uh, bring me the gift of patient endurance right now, right? Long suffering, make these, make these, make these effective within us, right? Um, so he's breathing life into us, uh, natural life for the period of time in which our, our bodies remain uh, united to our soul, but in both cases, bodily and uh, temporally and eternally, he's breathing spiritual life to us, eternal life to us. So I think that uh, praying to the totality of the Holy uh, Trinity, uh, praying to each one individually, each person, is all acceptable. And sometimes it's based on, on, on what your need is and what you're asking for. Here's a beautiful prayer, though, that I found online to the Holy Trinity. It says, O eternal Trinity, thou art as deep a mystery as the sea, in whom the more I seek, the more I find, and the more I find, the more I seek. For even immersed in the depths of thee, my soul is never satisfied, always famished and hungering for thee, eternal Trinity, wishing and desiring to see thee, the true light. Isn't that a beautiful prayer, friends? It's just beautiful. And it's a much longer prayer. I'm just taking 
the the first part of it. And this is a prayer (coughs) that is given to us by a great saint, St. Catherine of Siena. Even praying this very first, first, uh, uh, very first, um, uh, you know, stanza, if you will, of the prayer uh, is enough to take us into a deep consideration of the gift that is ours by way of the spirit of the living God, by way of God himself. O eternal God, O eternal Trinity, through the union of thy divine nature, thou hast made so precious the blood of thine only begotten son. How about that? That's uh, coming to us in this as well. O eternal Trinity, thou art as deep as a mystery as the sea, in whom the more I seek, the more I find, and the more I find, the more I seek. For even immersed in the depths of thee, my soul is never satisfied. Always famished and hungering for thee, eternal Trinity, wishing and desiring to see thee, the true light. Uh, And then it goes on from there, uh, you know, and it's taking us into a, a type of prayer to each one of the persons of the Blessed Trinity. So Peyton, I think, you know, in the short, to answer your your, uh, your call and to answer your, uh, request, you know, we can pray to God, uh, to God as father, God as son, God as Holy spirit, and to each one of the persons as well. Uh, so, uh, do that. And, you know, we, 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 friends, you know, sometimes we allow ourselves to become confused by things. When we become confused, it's always good to pray to the Holy Spirit, asking the Holy Spirit to clear up any confusion that we might have, to help us to perceive and to see more clearly, to help us to enter more deeply into the divine life itself, and to ask the divine life to enter more deeply into uh, the inner confines of our being, always praying as Jesus prayed uh, with docility, and with a desire to abandon himself completely uh, to the Father uh, in his humanity. So that's the best way to pray, uh, a beautiful, beautiful way to enter into a deepening life in the one who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, you hear that music. Uh, Thank you so very much for being with us today. Sue Brinkman is going to be with us tomorrow, and I'm inviting you to call us. It's Wednesday. It's going to be a Wacky Wednesday. We're inviting you to join us for Wacky Wednesday every Wednesday right here on Women of Grace Live, where we love to have that holy conversation with you. Looking forward to hearing from you. You can send us your questions and comments as well to womenofgrace at EWTN.com. Until we have the opportunity to spend some more moments together, get out there to our website, womenofgrace.com. See what it is that we're about through Women of Grace and join us. Consider joining us for an upcoming event. Join us for the Benedicta Institute for Women. We've got an online uh, seminar coming up with Father Chris Alar. You can read about that at our website as well. God bless you now. Bye-bye. <music>